0: Shalom, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the Mormon Kabbalah Podcast. Shalom, brothers and sisters. We're going to open today with a scripture read to us by James Piper, and that is going to be Jerem 124 through 29 RAV, which would be 11 through 12 OPV, and we'll proceed from there. James?
1: Hello, everybody, I'm James Piper. I was asked to uh, read from the Book of Mormon today, Jerem chapter one, verse 24 through 29. It reads Wherefore, the prophets and the priests and the teachers did labor diligently, exhorting with all long suffering the people to diligence, teaching the law of Moses at, and the intent for which it was given persuading them to look forward unto the Messiah and believe in him to come as though he already was. And after this manner did they teach them. And it came to pass that by so doing, they kept them from being destroyed upon the face of the land. For they did prick their hearts to the word, continually stirring them up, to repentance.
0: Thank you for that. We are now going to move into the prayer requests. It has been a rather rough week for some of us. Um, I'm going to start with myself. I discovered that one of the medicines that the doctors had me on was hurting my pancreas. And while the blood work came back, that don't have pancreatitis I still have a damaged or injured pancreas that is still healing so I for one would definitely appreciate your prayers there are other brothers and sisters that have put off mentioned submitted prayer requests because they also are under the weather for various reasons ranging from illness to injuries and even mental anguish so please pray for the health and the well-being of the saints and once again it seems like like this is just a daily occurrence at this point we are struggling with some political term, turmoil a number of different things in our in the United States and around the world so please pray for peace that we can find I don't know if middle ground is the right word, because certain people are wanting to oppress and other people are not wanting to be oppressed. But please pray that we'll be able to find a way to resolve differences and allow people to both enjoy their free agency and seek Morality. Seek the moral high ground. There's also um, a couple of people I'm talking to right now that are struggling with some severe temptations that they're having a hard time overcoming. They're not they're not giving in to these temptations, but they feel very pressured by Satan and. I feel it's important that we as saints pray for one another because we know that this this battle is happening constantly. We, We need to ensure that we don't get so consumed by our own battles that we forget the struggles of our brothers and sisters in Christ. So. Please pray for the spiritual well-being of the saints and the earth also. At this time, I'm going to pause for a moment so that if you would like, you may stop the video and give an opening prayer or say an opening prayer where you are, sing a hymn. And then we will move forward from there. Now is our moment of unity. I am going to read the Shema first in Hebrew and then in English, and then I'm going to pause for a moment so that all those that desire to do so may say the Shema as one, as a fellowship, together. Shema Yisrael, Yevah Eloheinu, Yevah Echad. Hero Israel, Yavah is our God, our Elohim. Yavah is united. Yavah is unity. I would once again ask we had a couple people reach out and say that they would like to participate. And We did actually receive a message. We're going to share it as the Thursday Thought this week. I would ask that those of you that feel impressed by the Spirit have a message or something to share. Please do so. We have the Thursday Thought for a bit more deeper thoughts and messages and testimonies. And then we have the Sunday Service for all testimonies Spiritual messages, prayers, we would like to hear from you. Today's message is based on Jerem 124 through 29 REV, 111 through 12 OPV, as Brother James read earlier. And I'm going to share a brief message on this topic. Between COVID, the political issues we're having all over the world, the wars we're having all over the world, and just the selfishness, greed, and egotism that we're suffering from, I know it feels like we're living in the times of Sodom and Gomorrah, where, as we know from... The prophet Ezekiel, their sin was greed, selfishness, their unwillingness to help others. It's interesting, I was reading in the book of the law of the Lord, where James Strang puts his notes in saying that children don't respect their elders anymore. We're we're living in a world where people are loving less and caring less. I'm paraphrasing him here. And everything he was saying sounds exactly like the things people say today. So because of that, it's hard for me to believe that the world is much different than it was in the mid-1800s, or even in the time of Christ. Pride and egoism have always been a problem. And when we read the scripture in the book of Jerem, it talks about the prophets and priests and teachers laboring with all diligence to teach the law. The law of Moses, the commandments of God. But more importantly, for me, the focus of this isn't the law itself, because as we know, the law of Moses has been replaced by the law of Christ, where we give a broken heart and a trite spirit. It says the, that they were teaching the intent for which it was given. And that's what I'd like to talk to you about today, is that intent. I I recently had to report a Facebook group because I made a comment about loving one another. I shared an image of Jesus playing with sheep that were dressed with the rainbow pride colors and the trans colors and another um, LGBTQ type flag color that I'm unfamiliar with. I'm not sure which, what the, what that flag represents. But it doesn't matter because Jesus accepts everyone. And they immediately started talking about sexualizing children, five and eight years old. It was very disturbing, very disturbing. I ended up blocking them. And I know that these brothers in their heart, these brothers are Latter-day Saints, they believe themselves to be faithful to the gospel, and I have no reason to doubt that. In their hearts, because of the fact that they have politicized their religion, they are attacking other people instead of looking inwardly for intent. And I'm not saying this to judge them. I'm saying this because I do it too. I look out in the world and I see the things that I don't like about myself. Instead of internalizing it, I also, well, blame people for doing bad things. When I see all the selfishness and pride and greed in the world, I'm not seeing anything more than the selfishness, greed and pride that I have in my own heart. Through Christ I am perfect, but that doesn't make me magically a perfect person. Many of the people I'm talking to have been ordained as ministers. We've been set apart. And therefore, it is our duty to labor diligently, exhorting with long-suffering to teach the commandments of God. What I hope to do personally, because I know that I don't do the best job of this, but what I hope to do is focus on the intent, not the words, not the strict line of commandments, or even my understanding of the commandments. What I hope to teach is the intent. And we know what the intent is based on the teachings of Jesus Christ in the New Testament and in third Nephi. He said very clearly, the two greatest commandments are love God and love your neighbor. And if you want to be perfect, love your enemy. Talked about this many times. That has to be our intent as ministers as we reach out to people. We don't need to shame people, we don't need to point out their flaws. Everyone has a long time. There are nine people living in this house. My wife and I have seven children. And yet, there are still times when I get to be alone. There are times when everyone's asleep. There are times when I'm alone in the car. And at those times, thoughts come into my head, just like they do everyone else's. Satan tries to tell me all the things I could be doing better. God tries to remind me Of the intent of my heart. Not what I do, but why I do. I know I've offended a lot of people in my lifetime because I'm alive and I exist, and it's something that we as human beings do. Even Jesus offended people. That's why God judges us based on our intent rather than our actions. I've shared many stories over the years of times when I was technically doing the right thing because I was following the letter of the law. And God would come to me and say, but what's your intent? What's your reasoning? Why are you doing this? And that was my call to teshuvah. At the end of the verse, verses, I should say, it says, continuing stirring them up to Repentance. That's an English translation. I would replace repentance with Teshava, the Hebrew term. Because when we say in English, I'm going to call you to repentance. The connotation normally derived from that is. I'm going to call you to do what I think you should be doing, not what you want to do. And that's not what repentance is about. A better translation of the scripture would be continually stirring them up to return to Teshuvah. And how do we come back to God? Because we don't go anywhere, you know. I I know, growing up as a kid, I always thought that that meant going to church. You know, you want to repent, okay? Well, you got to go to church. You want to return, you got to return to going back to church. Even as a young man and a young adult. I would go on splits with missionaries saying, come back, come back, come back. But it doesn't matter where you go. And that's the thing that it took me a long time to learn, but I finally have understood. What matters is where your heart is. Bring your heart back to God. Bring your intentions back to God. And I know the famous saying, the pathway to hell is paved with good intentions. And it's not wrong. And I think that's the difference between calling people to repentance and calling people to teshuvah. People have asked me, you know, why do you use these Hebrew terms? It's simple, because I'm trying to change the understanding, the intent of the message. As Christians, and this is something I learned doing missionary work for the Salt Lake City Church, As Christians, we use the same words, but we have a different language. Depending on what sect we belong to, what church, what denomination, what culture we're in, the words change meaning. The only way in my mind to fix this is to travel back in time and grab the word that's not being used anymore. teshuvah. Because then people have to stop and ask, well, what does this mean? How do I define this? And instead of saying the same things and meaning something different, my prayer is that we can come together under a new understanding of an old word. Now, obviously, the problem with this is that 100 years from now, people, if, if this catches on, people will start using Teshva the same way use repentance today. And, and when I say that, I mean, there'll be different meanings for that term also. And then we'll, we may have to return back to the word Teshva. But that's just it. God doesn't change because it's the intention that matters. But because we as human beings are constantly changing and evolving, the wording may change. The actions may change. If God never changes, why don't we sacrifice animals anymore? God didn't change. Because the intent behind the sacrifice of the animals is still there in Christianity today. The broken heart and the contrite spirit. So those out there that are listening, that have been called to the ministry, I would encourage you to cry Teshuvah to the people, not through condemning, not through condemning anyone. Wrong and fastest and the wrong syllable there, but by loving others, by being the example, through your intentions. If I have offended you, please know that I am truly sorry. and That was never my intent. I am a sarcastic person with a dry sense of humor, but the most important word in that excuse that I just made is, I'm a person. I'm no one special. So I hope that when you see me, you can look past my flaws to the intent of my heart. And know that I love each and every one of you very much. And that no matter what you do, I'm never going to go away. That's the intent of my heart. And that's the message I would like to share with you today. And I leave it with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.